This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shot Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by... Austin Face and Body, Independence Title, Appliances Now, St. David's South Austin Medical Center, Hat Creek Burger Company, Hobart Auto Group, Our Way Appliances, Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's Joe Taylor with another episode of Shap of the Week. Visiting with our Shap of the Week, Jake Helms. And Jake, you know, you have one of the special of the special teams jobs. And I think a lot of us with within the Austin area, and if you're a fan of Texas football, we kind of understood what the deep snapper position meant because of Nate Boyer. When you think about it, it is incredibly important to the overall play on special teams. When you're trying to create field position with your punter, when you're trying to put points on the board, a lot of things come down to the fact that if that ball goes where it's supposed to go, good things are going to happen. Tell everybody what how you see the position of deep snapper. I'm the only like true long snapper on the team. And so no one really focuses on it too much. I mean, in the Austin area, I mean, like other teams in the district, most guys will play other positions. Like I know with the Dripping Springs long snapper, he plays DN too. So it's not a lot of guys specialize in. And so always talking with my parents, it's like no one knows the long snapper's name until he messes up. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, okay. Like he's just supposed to be automatic. Like no one really cares about him. And then as soon as he messes up, everyone's trying to figure out who he is. And then. But when a deep snapper does something good, that is something that to be praised because, you know, I've gotten in the habit in, in your in your years as the deep snapper, it has always been, we're spoiled at Westlake because one guy that put his entire special teams on the map is a guy that used to play special teams here, Justin Tucker. Yeah. And, you know, you, you watch him over the course of his NFL career, he is very quick to point out how big the team of place kicking is. You know, it's, yes, it's him actually putting it through the uprights, but it's got to be a good snap and it's got to be a good hold and if you don't have those two things the third thing can't happen you think of things of how they make sense if you don't have one you don't have two you don't get three it's eerily similar to how the building blocks of a season go if you don't do this we can't do this and it's almost like you're building on top of a, a core subject like math or science and if you if you can't do these things well you're not going to be able to do this thing well you guys have deep snapping you and grady bartlett describe what that relationship has been like over the last two years i mean it's been real nice i mean like before practice like we'll go out and we'll we'll all warm up together we all hang out we all joke around i mean it's so we just built like a tight bond to where like he knows where he wants it. He knows what type of ball I'm going to throw. I know where he prefers it. So like I can all come up to him. I'll be like, hey, how is it? Then also him as a holder too. We're basically on the same page for everything. And we we're able to like say like, hey, this one's just a bit inside, bit outside, just fine tuning everything to make it as easy for the kickers. How fast is a deep snap? I know it's not like similar to a fastball, but you do rate the the velocity of how quickly you snap the ball. Yeah, so I think I do a bunch of camps, and I think my fastest snap time I've had is about 0.68 seconds. So it's got, I think it's somewhere around maybe 35 miles per hour if you were to radar gun it. Is that on a punt or is that on a field goal? Punt. Tell us the difference because I know a lot of people just sit here and wonder. You know that it's about seven yards deep on the hold, so you understand it's a seven-yard snap on, on place kicks. But you are dealing with kind of different yardage, especially with a guy that's as dynamic athletically as Grady can be, Where and we've seen it this year, where he basically has the green light to make the call on whether or not he's going to fake it and, and run for a first down. But but how far is that distance between you and, and Grady? On punts, it's 14 yards. And then, like you mentioned, field goals at seven. So snapping, it's just 
I mean, it's basically completely different. Like for what we call short snaps, field goals and PATs on shorts. I mean, I don't even use my legs basically because I'll, I'll just throw it, basically crunch my upper body and ripping it back with my arms. Then I get up and I'll help block any A-gaps, but I'm punt. It's a full body. I mean, I'm... Yeah, you know, when I watch it, Jake, it kind of looks like you're doing it like a kettlebell movement almost. Yeah, no, it's like, I mean, you basically start with the ball out and it's like a full crunch and then on punts, you're bringing back your legs too and it's just a whole whole body movement going back. And then, of course, you still got the coverage part of it, so you got to be able to get back up quick and start running down the field and go cover. Yeah, so for everybody listening, deep snapping is not just an art form that requires accuracy. It also requires quite a bit of athleticism to, to perform as well. Then you have the added bonus and I know this is what Blake Dunham loves about you. You want to go down the field and hit people. There have been times in punt coverage where you've made the first tackle, where you've been the first guy down the field. Is that something you work on in practice? How does the deep snapper become the first dude down there? It still kind of surprises me sometimes. Like I'll be running down the field and I'm like, you know, there's there should be some guys helping me. But I mean, like I've always just been the first guy down there and kind of waiting for a guy to two yards away from me and try to catch it. But it's always a fair catch. I don't. I think they're just scared of me, honestly. But. I think it's funny to think about the deep snapper being the first dude down there because, you know, you're the size of what I would call a good offensive lineman in high school. But but how much do you weigh right now? I'm probably six foot, 205, 210. See, but that's the thing is like, you know, you look at 210, you're a lean offensive lineman or, or a lean defensive lineman. You almost have to be that way because the movement and deep snapping is is so regimented. I mean, you got to do the same thing over and over and over again. And I think about what, what Justin Tucker used to tell us. He said, you know, kicking is a lonely job. Think about deep snapping because yeah. nobody else does it. And and yes, you're with teammates and yes, you're, you're trying to achieve a goal, but it's a lonely gig. But if you can figure out how to practice it by yourself, then you can be great at it. Down by where, the, where me and the kickers hang out during practice, there's a quarterback net that's been broken down. So I'll go prop it up. Takes me about a minute or two. And then I'll just snap it into one of those holes, like the three holes, and I'll just pick one I'll start snapping into it just work on accuracy and consistency and then I've also started doing the upright too because it's a little bit smaller so you you just make sure to basically aim small miss small so what you're telling me is you work using the upright how does that work so I mean I'll start I measured it it's about two yards from the end line so I'll go up to like the two yard line I'll just snap against it try to just try to hit the ball against the upright and see what happens it's it's funny you say this because I think about the quarterback challenges that I've seen around the NFL league where the, the guys after workouts in the summer is in training camp they'll try to hit the upright they'll try to hit the crossbar yeah. yeah as an accuracy challenge so you're telling me that your accuracy challenge is you go up to the two-yard line and you try to hit the post as much as possible yeah basically <laughs> does it make a loud noise is it like satisfying do you know exactly where are you are you that technical with it where you go okay i hit it to the left of the center i need to hit it to the right of the center this time when it's that small not really but like when i'm snapping to like my dad or like grady i can tell like right when it releases my hands i can be like hey it's it's probably like left knee. This one might be like right shoulder. And then I can tell like right when it's on the hip. I've just snapped so many balls. You get that almost like sixth sense of you know exactly where it's going to be once it releases your hands. You know, all of us kind of have that, you know, we have that father-son moment where we're playing catch and we all of a sudden realize there's a certain athletic talent as a young man where you you move by your dad. And I have that moment where I remember I was, before I decided to not pitch anymore, you know, in Little League, I remember we had a moment where I don't think my dad can catch me anymore. Have you ever gotten to that moment with your dad where I don't know if he can handle my snaps anymore? Is he still able to do it? He's had to bring out some gloves a few times on shorts because I just, I mean, 
that's just a full just rip. I mean, I don't, I have yet to time that at all. But I mean, it because if the op time is one point three seconds, it it's got to get there maybe in point three point four. So it's it's a hard ball. So he's he's had to bring out the gloves the past year just <laughs> help him catch it. Well, and I think of all of those backyard things that you can do with football, and and I don't think many of us think you know, I'm going to go out to I'm going to go to the backyard and, and snap with my dad to flip it Tuesday at, at three and out club. Your mom got up in front of everybody and played the part of a dripping springs running back. So you know as as I, as dialed in as your dad is about you guys being a, a helping you achieve your dream of playing college football, mom's over here every bit is into it. And I know that you've got a younger brother as well that that's coming through the ranks as a freshman. What is that like to have the whole family involved? Well, I mean, it's nice. I mean, like we, when I went on like a few visits, I mean, if my brother could come, it was all of us four and we'd all just go. I mean, we'd all learn about the program and I mean, everyone was just into it. I mean, everyone's just invested into everything. Do you think that helps your brother as an up and coming player in the organization? Yeah, I think it definitely does. I mean, he sees how well you can do if you just put the time and effort into something. And so I think he's learning if I, if I just put time and effort into this, then I can go to the next level. Are you passing deep snapping off to him? Is that, is, are we going to have another Helms brother that's going to kind of captain that deep snap room? Yeah, that, that's the plan to make it easy for you to <laughs> say Helms deep snapping for six years. That's fantastic. I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, and I think also when you have something that's so specialized, it leads us to have a conversation about the special teams at Westlake because the amount of effort that you put into it, almost down to a science, knowing what your flight time is, knowing, understanding all of the nuances of what your gig entails. I often think, well, if he's thinking about this as an individual, what does that say about the other 10 guys on the field with him? You know, we've seen opportunities arise on special teams just in the last week that have changed the course of a game. You know, we've seen Grady fake a punt. We've seen Grady turn over a 51-yard punt that that locks somebody in inside the five-yard line. We've seen Judson Crockett block punts. We've seen Heath McCree scoop and score. Special teams as a unit that you are a part of is such a big deal at Westlake. And I think the, the advantage that Coach Salazar always talks about in the community is, look, we want people to practice this because if they're practicing this, they're not practicing their defense or their offense. What does that mean to you as far as how much special teams means to this program? Firstly, I mean, it's all credit to Coach Dunham. I mean, he his schemes, like you'll be sitting there and you're like, like, I don't even know how the man gets ideas sometimes. Like, it's just... It's just so crazy. And then like the way he executes it against that, we'll basically run it against like a scout team. You just sit there like, this will work perfectly. Like how, like, I mean, he just comes up with the best ideas to counter everything and attack everything. On kickoff, I mean, I assume you've seen just a fair catch party. I mean, that's all credit to him and all his schemes. I mean, it's just a, I mean, he's just a mastermind. That's the only way to put it. I think also we think about guys like, you know, We've said this about Coach Dodge in the past. He is an offensive mastermind, a guru, if you will. We've said this about Tony Salazar, a defensive guru. Very seldom do we hear that moniker placed on a special teams coach, but it is such a crucial part of the game. This is where it really tracks for me. I know that you're going to go to Air Force and probably be light years ahead of where everybody else is going to be because those guys that join you at Air Force or any other Division One program out there probably haven't played a whole lot of special teams. Maybe some of the best wideouts or maybe one of the fast running backs have been a punt returner or a kick returner, but nobody else has that advantage. And I say that because other guys that have starred on special teams, it's how they've gotten on the field at their respective colleges. You know, where they go play for programs and they're freshmen and they go, well, I may not be able to play defensive back or I may not be able to play get on the field as a receiver, but I can play special teams. That to me says volumes 
about just the mental side of football. Yeah, also, like, I mean, like like you said, guys will get on the field by playing special teams up in, like, college and all that. But, like, here, our best players will play on special teams. I mean, we got Justin Crockett and Heath McCree going to block punts when you might see in college. It's just guys who probably won't even get on the field that much. Our best players are going to play special teams because it's that important to us. And it, Coach Dillon emphasizes it every meeting, every day. It's like, this is important because, like, like you said earlier, like, the more they got to focus on our punt return team blocking three kicks, they're not worrying about their offense and our, and our defense. So special teams and deep snapping has led you to Air Force. How did you get there? Because I know you had some other opportunities, but how did you lock in on Air Force? To me, just with everything, it just seemed like a great place to go. I mean, it was just, I mean, the coaches were great. I mean, they, they treated everyone well. I mean, it was just a great opportunity and a great place too. Colorado Springs is just a nice place to be. I mean, weather's probably a little different than here, but. It's a lot nicer than here, but you'll get some snow. That's for sure. We know we, we talk to guys that go to the academy. Obviously, Leo Lowen is kind of that, that top end guy of where, you know, he's, yes, he's playing football and yes, he went there to play football, but he's also there for another reason. What drew you to that lifestyle, that academy lifestyle? I mean, it's something like I always kind of thought about growing up. It, I feel like everyone kind of has an interest in doing it. But I guess it just stuck with me of like, you know, it kind of just seems interesting to do it. And so I was just given the opportunity and I mean, really couldn't pass up. I know your parents think of you as the kind of an old soul, the, a guy that, you, you know, you don't have to talk to him very much. He takes care of everything. He's he's very organized. I think it suits your personality. Anybody that's going to spend time on the remedial task of deep snapping is not going to have problems responding to a military lifestyle. The amount of jewel drills I've had to do just, I mean, like, like with my dad or with the coach, I mean, basically my daily schedule, I'm just like a routine guy. Like, I mean, like during practice, like Monday, I do this set of drills, Tuesdays, this set of drills. And then my routine is just, I mean, basically translate up there to all the routines they have. And that actually translates to my final question as we visit with Jake Helms, senior deep snapper extraordinaire for the Westlake Chaparrales. Jake, how does a deep snapper get ready to play football? What is your routine? prior to taking the field? I mean, I'll just, in the locker room before the specialists go out, I think it's like an hour or so before the game, I'll just stretch and just kind of stay loose, kind of just do like slow motion, like no ball, just kind of working through like how my body is supposed to go, make sure everything's feeling well. And then when we go out there, I'll go warm up with uh, Leo. We'll snap a few balls back and forth and then we'll go hit some field goals, hit some punts, and then just get ready to rock and roll. It's unique to have a guy that is so into their gig. Do you think how much passion that you put forth in this, what I would call art form of deep snapping, translates to ever to, to other people on the team? Especially with the kickers too. Like, I mean, like they've seen all the work. I mean, Spencer, he's seen the work his brothers put in. He's seen the work I put in. He's He's been putting in a great ton of work. I mean, you saw his field goal in the first game. That was heck of a kick. It's just us four that just keep pushing each other, like by working to get, like working solo on ourselves is pushing like the kickers. Or if one works, the others are going to work in order to just keep getting better and better. He's Jake Helms, our Shap of the Week. And as I often say, from Helms to Bartlett and through the uprights, good luck uh, on the rest of the season. And thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. You've been listening to the Westlake Nation podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shaft Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.